Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday. It's August 24th. Uh, and I forgot to remind everybody, yesterday was election day, but uh, hey, results are all in. I'm sure you've seen them. Uh, so, hey, we've got uh, yesterday was um, oh, you know, kind of a lackluster day, really. Uh, a little bit of mixed results. We'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there's a lot of things in this world that you and I cannot control. But when it comes to your retirement and your portfolio, there are some things you can't control. You can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. The issue is you got to know how much risk you have before you know if it's too much or not enough. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation to determine if you're on the right track for the retirement you always dreamed of. And Dave's going to join us up next. Good morning, all. Hello, Buenos Dias. I'm so glad you're here today. I do appreciate you joining me. We're at 8.42. That's 18 before 9. Time to check in on your money and see what Wall Street's doing to you this morning. As always, we check in down with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring to see what his take on things is. Philip, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today, halfway through this week. And, man, I wish it was just running a little better than what we're seeing right now. Yeah, we kind of had, well, it was the Dow was off yesterday by a half a percent, down $154. S&P was down by about a quarter percent, down $9. I was actually uh, based, on, especially based on a news tidbit that I was about to share with you. Uh, NASDAQ actually was dead flat yesterday, and they're normally the more volatile of the three indexes. It was only down 27 cents relative to the changes we've seen over the last few days. I'd be tempted to call that a hold steady day, everything being relative oh yeah definitely i mean hey 27 cents to the red that's uh you know less than a dollar either way we're, we're breaking even for the day so um it did look good you're right the biggest loser was really the um the, the dow being mm -hmm. down 154 dollars and that um you know the s p 500 being down nine that wasn't a, a huge deal um yeah. as we continue to watch and see what's going to happen going forward yeah, green's better than red, but in the light of all the wild changes we've seen over the last few months, uh, it's almost good to see a semi-routine day, everything being uh, everything being equal. Uh, the reason I was interested in the NASDAQ being flat compared to the blue chips is I was, we were talking about an article I found in one of my tip sheets that uh, during this rally that uh, we actually had somebody at Oppenheimer Funds trying to call the bottom of the bear market the other day. And, uh, you know, you look at this thing, it's been a really shallow rally in the major indexes, 30% of the Standard & Poor's 500 gain, and it was a good one. It was a 17% gain from the mid-June lows, but 30% of that gain was found by Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, and Tesla. Basically, the tech stocks recovered nicely, and uh, the rest of the market has still been kind of flat, everything being relative which is kind of why I look at the NASDAQ exchange being where a lot of those people are in the 500. Uh, okay, fine. Maybe uh, maybe we hit bottom for uh, – we'll level off for those uh, adventurous stocks for a while. Well, yeah, and that's um, – hey, let's face it. As inflation uh, continues to stay rampant, um, then that's going to continue to put pressure, though, on those high-tech stocks, and we're seeing interest rates – rising again too so that's going to put more and more pressure 
on the uh, on those companies in the Nasdaq. So I don't know that we're done there yet, Dave. I, I'm not sure we are either. I just kind of saw the uh, respite in the Nasdaq at the very least being a sign of hope. These uh, the interest rates you mentioned, plus the fact that the dollar is so strong, the dollar is now worth more than the euro, which uh, it does not normally happen. That screws up a lot of the international trade that those high tech companies really get fat on as well. So it's uh, yeah, we're in that iffy range right now. Yeah, that, that's right, and so we'll continue to. Uh... And, and, you know, you and I always talk about, hey, it's it's one day, right? It doesn't make or break what's happening. Um, it just shapes what's happening. And so we'll continue to see, you know, especially with the Fed meeting this week and, and all those money guys meeting this week to see what they have to say on Friday. That could be a, a huge market mover. Oh, yeah. One of my analysts, the best quote I've heard is, quote, and unquote, Bank of America said, we believe risk assets have reason to worry about Jackson Hole. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot. Yeah. Can you imagine? Tell me something else, Mr. Obvious. Uh, Speaking about obvious, uh, it's obvious that our housing market is uh, leveling off. You were watching the reports that came out yesterday and new home sales were not exactly what we were looking for, were they? No, they, they really weren't. New home sales were expected to be 574,000, which would be about 11,000 less than what it was in the month before. Uh, but mm-hmm. they actually came in at like 511,000. So, you know, that's a, a, a pretty big drop. I mean, I'm thinking roughly in my head, that's, that's better than a 10% drop in, uh, in expectations. So um, that's not good news. I'm seeing another headline. Uh, on a tip sheet that basically says, you know, real estate uh, is in a bear market. So, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things coming out, and real estate is one of those things that everybody keeps an eye on because um, it has had such a good run. Absolutely. Number one, it generates a whole bunch of jobs in the ancillary businesses that rotate around real estate and home building. But because there's so many well, the gobs of money exchange hands, it tends toward being a, a moving industry as far as what it does to the economy, kind of backing up that new home sales thing. Uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association once a week releases their mortgage application numbers. They were off 1.2% from last week, which doesn't sound like a major change, but mortgage applications applications. The index itself is down 83% from last year at this time. So while we're doing okay here, home values are continuing to hold up around Highlands County locally. We're doing fine, at least everything being relative. Nationally, there's a definite slowdown in terms of trading in real estate. There, there are. And let's face it, we have another number coming out today at 10 a.m., and that's going to be the pending home sales index. That one's going to add some credence to what's happening in the real estate market, and we'll be, you know, waiting for that 10 o'clock number to come out. Yeah, looking at the number of mortgage applications, I'm not looking for good things out of the pending home sales, are you? Uh, No, I'm really not, based on a lot of things I'm reading. (laughs) I think we're reading the same things, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Yeah, North. Normally, I'm the one with the rose-colored glasses, and we both end up have kind of stinking thinking going on in the economy at the moment. The other thing that came out from the government this morning uh, was durable goods, and I see a little crack of light going in there. It was a disappointment, buying stuff that lasts from businesses around the country. They were expecting an eight-tenth of a percent increase in durable goods orders. That was dead flat. That was a miss and disappointing. But once you took transportation out of it, 
and the supply chain for transportation and vehicles, we know that's legendarily difficult at the moment. They actually eked out a three-tenth of a percent increase, and that was better than they expected. So minus transportation, I'm kind of taking that as a little crack of light at the very least that business is holding its own to a certain extent. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that you know they're they're still uh, checking and, and looking at investing in equipment that they may need um, and, and buying the stuff that they they got to have, right? So um, you, you know it's one of those things we'll just keep the watch. I mean, it was two point two percent last uh, last month. Uh, my expectation was one percent. Yours was eight tenths of a percent, but zero is still zero, right? And um, hey, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was was a miss, whether it was monstrous or or incredible. That's right. Like I said, I'm just kind of saying, okay, fine. Everybody's having trouble getting cars, even the guys that buy them in fleets. Maybe, just maybe, there's an indication of some light being on the the end of the tunnel there somewhere. Uh, We got a bunch of reports out and talking about bad news. Nordstrom put out some guidance that just uh, from looking at what I'm seeing on the pre-market trading is absolutely tanking them this morning, huh? Well, it really is. Now, let's face it. They did have a pretty good quarter. Uh, They beat on earnings and revenue uh, for their second quarter. But you're right. They did come out um, and they cut their full year guidance saying here, look, at the end of the last quarter, we saw foot traffic diminish significantly. Um, And so they're working aggressively to cut inventory levels. And I'm sure they're going to be running on skeleton crews, too, uh, going forward. Let's see, where are they here? Nope, that's Brinkers. Here we got Nordstrom's down 13% this morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I knew they were tanking, but double digits is even worse than I've got in my advanced numbers. Yeah, so so that's a big deal. And now that's retail. So there's a lot of retail stuff that came out today. Uh, yeah, Petco, Petco reported. Now they're a specialty retailer. Um, so they, uh, but they fell short on both earnings and revenue for their last quarter. And then, you know, the three strikes are out rule. They also cut their full year outlook, um, higher prices, you know, their higher costs are really eating in, uh, to their, uh, to their profitability. And they are trading down this morning, almost 7%. Youch, uh, you know, then that's kind of breaking a pattern that I was starting to pick up on that specialty retailers have been holding their own for the most part. But that's the exception so far that isn't proving the rule. But at the very least, it puts a crack in the armor. Yeah, it, it does. We got Urban Outfitters. Um, mm-hmm. They also reported, uh, but they had lower than expected quarterly profits. Um, you know, again, they saw improvement in sales in the stores because. People are, you know, pent up. They want to get out and do some stuff. But digital sales declined, right? Store traffic increased, mm. digital sales declined. Um, and, and so that's got them trading eh, down three-quarters of a percent right now. Not not too bad. The last- I, would imagine that, I would imagine the decline in digital probably raised some eyebrows since that's the trendy way to do business with investors' eyes these days. Well, that, that's true. Uh, we got two more that are in the uh, retail sector. Lazy Boy. Uh, reported, and they uh, they had better than expected uh, quarterly returns, and so um, they beat across all lines, and they bucked the trend. Dave, they gave an upbeat outlook uh, for this next quarter, and so that's some some good news for those guys trading up eight percent. They're kind of you know swimming upstream here from everybody else. 
I hear you. We have Advanced Auto Parts. That's my last retailer. Uh, they uh, they missed on both top and bottom line for this last quarter. Um, they lowered their outlook. Again, three strikes right here. We're having trouble. Um, they're blaming, obviously, inflation, higher fuel costs, uh, a lot of things um, that are affecting people out there. Even do-it-yourselfers, right, are cutting back because it's costing more to buy the stuff. Um, so advanced auto parts is trading down 6% this morning. Geez, they've been, they've yeah. been in, uh, one of the beneficiaries of the work-from-home syndrome as well, so that's not good news. Tell me for got, a couple more. All right, so I got two more for you, Dave. I got yep. Brinker International, which doesn't mean much to anybody, but it's, it's the parent company for Chili's and uh, Maggiano's. Uh, restaurant chains. And so uh, they missed their estimates when it came to earnings. Again, higher impact from cost of goods. Um, and uh, they lowered their expected full year guidance as well. They're down 7.7% this morning. And then we talked about real estate this morning. Toll Brothers reported. And uh, they, uh, they came out and um, cut their delivery guidance for the year. They're having supply chain issues still. They can't find people that want to work, so they've got labor shortages. Um, they did have a better-than-expected earnings for the quarter, but revenue did miss. And so Cole, uh, Toll Brothers is trading down 3.1% this morning. I'm not seeing a whole lot of good news in my advance quotes either this morning, so you're kind of drawing a coherent picture for us. <laughs> Resetting the table uh, almost flat on the two of the three major indexes, off but manageable yesterday. 45 minutes before the real money gets thrown around. Philip, how are we doing this morning? Yeah, we're, we're bouncing around at flat, really, the up and down. The, the Dow is basically down $14. The S&P 500 is up $3 and the NASDAQ 100 is up $6. So, uh, you know, everything's less than a tenth of a percent either way of where we're at there. We look at the commodities side, we've got silver and gold still trading in the red. Silver's down another half a percent. Gold is down about two tenths of a percent. And crude oil is ticking up. It's uh, significantly higher than yesterday morning. It's only up a quarter percent from its close, but it's $94 a barrel right now. How long do you figure it's going to be before we're going to start hearing that uh, Washington can't do anything about gas prices again? Well, it should uh, start pretty soon here because we're getting uh, close to $100 a barrel deal. Yeah, I was going to say they took credit for the decline, but it's not their fault when it goes up. Of course not. Okay. We'll take it. International markets, the Asian rim kind of fell out of bed. Chinese economy is starting to weigh on them. Mainland and uh, Hong Kong markets were down well over a percent overnight last night. Europe is kind of looking at us and going, yeah, most of the markets are down in the range of about a third of a percent. Keeping tabs on all this, worrisome at times, especially if you've got too much risk in your portfolio. How do I get a hold of you to stabilize my retirement, Philip? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule their no-obligation core retirement design phone consultation, where we'll talk about whether they're on the right path to the retirement they always dreamed of. Uh, and then check us out this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow about the same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day.
Appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that your day goes well, as well as the rest of this week. And I pray you to join us again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.